Welcome to the Abundant Attraction Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Wilkinson, a mindset and manifestation coach. Here we talk about the law of attraction and cultivating an abundance mentality. We explore how to overcome your limiting beliefs and blocks so you can create online wealth and success through your purpose work. Are you ready to attract an abundant freedom lifestyle? Let's dive in. Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I thought we would have a little chat and update you guys about what's been happening in my life. I recently took a 24-hour digital detox and I've been learning more about letting go of resistance and just taking aligned and inspired action. I truly believe that the only limitation is you and things aren't as hard as they seem. It is just all how you perceive it and whether or not you believe you are capable of taking action and succeeding. So that is what we're going to be talking about today and let's hop right into it. So a couple days ago now, I actually took a 24-hour digital detox and that means 24 hours without using my phone, my computer, iPad, watching television, any of those things. And I did this not only because I wanted to take a break from social media and have some downtime, but I wanted to make sure that I was capable of being by myself without distractions. And I think this is so, so important because many of us don't realize that, yes, the internet is so, so amazing. It has created so many new opportunities, open possibilities to us, and we can learn and gather and gain any information that we could possibly want. But it also means that a lot of us are just filling our free time with technology and mindlessly scrolling on social media and playing games purely because it's easier and purely because a lot of us are actually scared or intimidated of being alone. You know, the thought of just being alone and sitting in a room and being alone with our thoughts and emotions, right? It's a scary thought, but you know, I took it upon myself to actually do this 24-hour detox and I was actually a bit intimidated in the beginning going to bed the night before. I was thinking, you know, am I going to have things to do? Am I going to get all of these thoughts, but actually as the day went by, I just made a list of all the things that I could get done, all the things that I would like to do, but often, you know, say I don't have time to purely because of social media. And I didn't even really notice, I didn't really have the urge to pick up my phone. I just had so much more clarity, right? I feel like when we get stuck in the scroll and when we get stuck on social media, not only do we get bogged down and we start to feel sluggish and confused, but we are also influenced by what we consume, right? And I think it is so, so important that we are aware of what we consume. For myself, I only follow people who inspire me and who uplift me, you know, positive content. 
I don't watch the news purely because it perpetuates fear and the messaging that surrounds all that. I don't think that I necessarily need to have that in my life, nor does that add value to my life. But even so, when I hop onto social media, I am being influenced in some way or another. And I think it's, you know, you need to realize how am I being affected by social media? Are my thoughts my own or am I just constantly reacting or responding to the stimuli that I'm constantly surrounded by and that is always in my face every single day. So just taking a step back not only gives you clarity but allows you to think, you know, what do I truly want? What is the life that I want to live and sit with your emotions? For a lot of us, we can't even remember the last time we just sat and didn't do anything and just meditated and just sat with that uncomfortable feeling and emotions because at the end of the day, as much as you can try, you can't run away from yourself. So you need to face the truth. You need to face the emotions that you don't dare to face. And there's an amazing quote that says something like, you know, the cave you fear the most um, holds the the greatest treasures or the treasures that you seek. And I think this is so relevant when it comes to social media and taking time off and just realizing, you know, are you actually filling your time with these things purely because you want to avoid uncomfortable feelings? You want to avoid being alone with yourself because nowadays no one is truly alone due to the internet and being able to go online. But, you know, I did this test for myself, not only to get rid of all distractions, but to see, can I cope by being alone? Because I know a lot of people, the thought of a digital detox, it's terrifying, absolutely terrifying. But then I say to those people who are scared or intimidated by it, you actually need it more. Think about why does it scare or intimidate you, right? There's something that you need to do those things that feel uncomfortable. And I've said this in previous episodes, you need to dive into the deep end of your discomfort. That is where the treasures are. That is where you uncover your shadow, your triggers, your limiting beliefs and do the deep work because there's always going to be that dark corner of the mind that you fear. And that dark corner of your mind isn't going to go away. You have to expose it, bring it out, shine the light on it to drive away the darkness. And you have to do that purely by going there and sensing your emotions. And what happened to me in the days following the digital detox was that I was less impulsive and that I wasn't just mindlessly always reaching for my phone every spare second of the day. I really thought, you know, do I really want to do this? Why am I, you know, doing this behavior? And for a lot of us, it is purely just a habit now. Like our hands do it without thinking. I know that my thumb goes and clicks that Instagram icon just to scroll. And it is so, so mindless. But in the days that followed, you know, I actually had this moment where I did feel triggered. And usually, 
you know, I would kind of say, oh, no, I feel fine, right? Like I understand that I felt upset, but I feel fine because I want to be high vibe. And I know I talk about, you know, not going on the think positive bandwagon, but even so just kind of not fully acknowledging your emotion is a problem as well. And I've struggled with this in the past and I'm still trying to learn to disassociate with this think positive um, paradigm or strategy that people talk about. And a way to do this is actually feeling and honoring those sensations that arise and come up, even if it's discomfort, unease, even if it's just a little bit, you know, I'm not talking about, okay, when you're having a full meltdown, don't just think positive. I'm talking about those times, even when you feel squeamish, when you're feeling uncomfortable, when you know something there is being triggered and rising up, sit with it. You know, I have, I'm having to teach myself constantly over and over again, sit with that feeling, understand why I'm feeling that way and actually process that emotion, right? We want to be able to process emotions to be able to get over them. And the only way, the only way we can process emotions is by feeling it fully. And once you feel it, it's kind of gone. And how you know this is when you think back to the event that triggered you, the situation or the person, you don't feel that unease and discomfort anymore. Or you can tell the story without crying. You are you have disassociated. There's no kind of emotional anchor or emotional significance related to that situation anymore. And so the day after my digital detox, one of those moments came up, you know, I wasn't on the verge of tears, but I was feeling uncomfortable. And typically what I would do is just like, you know, it's fine, get over it. Doesn't, it's not a big deal. You know, I'm not tricking myself into thinking positive, but I was like, you know, it's just a, a little feeling, just a little niggly feeling. But these feelings are as valid as every other feeling out there on the spectrum. As I say, every single feeling serves a purpose. We are not trying to avoid any feeling. If we look at you know the emotional spectrum and all that, we have to feel into every single feeling, experience every single feeling to be able to experience the highest um, vibrating emotions that are available to us. And I've spoken about this in previous episodes as well, I think episode two, but it's like, why am I trying to avoid feeling this feeling? It's okay to feel uncomfortable. So the first step, literally just acknowledge it. And I just explored that. I journaled. I laid down, had a little bit of a cry, you know, felt not great about myself for maybe five, 10 minutes. And then after that, I was like, doesn't really bother me anymore. I was, you know, thinking about it and I'm like, okay, I'm over it. I'm over it now. I don't really care. It doesn't mean anything because I allowed myself to process it, to feel, you know, the sadness, the grief, the worry, the anxiety, whatever the emotion is that is so valuable to us to be able to experience that emotion. And now when I think back to that situation, I honestly don't care. It doesn't affect me. But I know before that if I didn't allow myself to cry, if I didn't allow myself to ponder and go there and really look into why, that even today I would be looking back on it and I would have felt unease. I would have felt 
really uncomfortable and feelings would have come up that, you know, people would say are negative feelings. And then I was able to shift quickly into a high vibe state of being again. And I think, you know, as I said, the digital detox really enabled me to do that because I listened more to myself and my intuition and knowing what is right to do for myself at that time, which was to honor my emotions. And one of the most important lessons that I have learned, you know, being a kinesiologist is that nothing and nobody can make you feel a single thing. Now let that sink in a little bit, right? In our society, we're taught to blame, to point the finger, to fault, to label. That person made me angry. This situation means now I have an excuse to feel upset. It's always projecting into the external world. But if we really take a step back and look clearly and logically, why did we adopt this mentality? Who generates your own emotions? Who generates your emotions? You generate your emotion. And therefore, if an emotion is generated from you, no one else can make you feel a single thing. They can try to, they can provoke you, they can do all these things in hopes or trying to persuade you to feel a certain way, but ultimately you make that decision in the 0.1 seconds it takes to act for an emotion to actually arise and be triggered. It, it is a decision right? And you can choose to react or you can choose to respond. You can choose to be proactive or you can choose to fall down the rabbit hole and it is up to you. So the thing is, normally lots of things don't trigger us or cause emotions, right? If someone said to me, oh, Katie, you have blue hair and I obviously don't have blue hair and it's just not something that I care about, I'm going to brush it off and forget that it even happened. It's just pure nonsense. I know about myself more than anyone else in this world knows about me. Yet, if you think about someone said something like, you're selfish or you're not worthy or you're going to fail or you are lazy or any of these things which are, you know, triggers for many, many people. Why does this then cause discomfort? Why do these phrases trigger so many people, right? It is because somewhere in your subconscious, in your mind, there is a belief lying there that feels as if this is true, If someone said you are selfish and you know 110% that you are not selfish, why would you feel upset? Why would you care what other people think about you when you are living your own life? And when you adopt this mentality and understand that you are in control of your own emotions and you can choose which emotions you want to experience and when you are triggered, that it is purely a limiting belief coming out of your subconscious, your life is just going to transform. 
You know, I am so grateful for my triggers and shadows nowadays. You know, I actually say thank you when I go through the process of uncovering them, digging deep and trying to unblock them. And that is because it allows me to actually see what my limiting beliefs are. If I was never triggered, how am I supposed to see what those deep-rooted, uncomfortable limiting beliefs are? Now, when I you know, get triggered, I write it down, I stop, as I said before, I delve into it and I realize, okay, this is a trigger for me and I'm going to work on this. I'm going to spend time to uncover it and actually do the work. And you can see this as well for yourself, right? If you feel like you experience an emotion uncontrollably, it probably is what we call a limiting belief, trigger, or a shadow, which is just something in your subconscious that is formed probably from childhood that just needs to be unburied and brought out because limiting beliefs have so much power and not good power, right? Limiting beliefs are actually their own energy and can form what are actually called NEFs, so like negative energy forces that can actually start forming its own kind of energetic being. And I see it a little bit as a parasite, and don't be scared, but if you think about it, right, our thoughts need energy and attention to continuously um, form, right? Your, Your mind is like a garden, we have the weeds, which are, you know, the unhelpful thoughts and the flowers, which are the positive thoughts and whichever ones that you water are going to grow. So you need to be careful about pruning your garden, taking care of your garden, doing all that stuff. But these weeds or parasites, like a limiting belief, if you don't water it, if you don't give it attention, then it is going to die off, right? A parasite needs a host and needs to be fed or given energy in this case for it to be able to actually survive. And so how do we actually give energy or how do we actually feed a limiting belief? And the biggest way we do this is actually by providing evidence. So your limiting belief wants evidence for why it is true. If you keep showing your limiting belief that it is untrue through actions and situations and people, it's not getting the energy that it needs to survive. And so therefore it is going to die off. But your limiting belief, that energy force that you've created there in the back of your mind, it is vying for attention. So it is going to do whatever it can to get acknowledged for you to pay attention and for evidence as to why it is real and significant. And the ways it can do this is by self sabotage. So you will find any way to fail. You will find any way to prove or that limiting belief to prove that it is true. So common limiting beliefs are, I am not worthy. I am not valuable. Everyone judges me. I am not accepted. No one loves me. I am not good enough. These are the common top deep-rooted limiting beliefs that I've come across and I help people work through. And, you know, for a lot of these things, it's like your limiting belief is going to cause you to have unsuccessful 
failed relationships. It is going to cause you to fail in your career, in your job, in your business, in all these areas of your life. And you're going to find that throughout your life, you're going to keep encountering the same situations, people and events, purely because this limiting belief is running this replay in the back of your head again and again and again. These nerve cells that have fired so much and wired together to create the same patterning in your brain to tell yourself that I'm not good enough right? So if I'm not good enough, of course I'm not going to succeed. Of course I'm not going to have a successful relationship. Of course I'm not going to have a successful business. All these things are going to go down the drain. All these things are going to fail purely because I am allowing my limiting belief to take control of my life. And a lot of people don't realize because we run so often on autopilot, right? But We need to take control and be conscious and really look at who is running the show here. Is it the limiting belief in the back of my head or is it me, my conscious self, who knows that innately I am truly valuable, I am truly worthy, I am good enough and all these incredible things, you know, who is going to win? Who is going to get the most energy and who is going to survive? Because it's really difficult when you have these two opposing forces acting and living inside of you in the way you live your life. It is just going to be so destructive and you're not going to get to where you want. And a common, common theme for many people is imposter syndrome. You know, when it comes to online business, I'm not good enough. I'm not knowledgeable enough. Who is going to pick me? Why me? And yes, it is always you because again, we innately in us each have something that is so, so important and special and valuable that we must share with the world. And in doing so, we actually provide service and help light the world up. So anytime you encounter a trigger or anytime you feel like, I want to succeed, but I also don't, or you're getting closer and closer to your goal, but you keep getting stopped. You know, you keep self-sabotaging, notice the common behavior, notice the common denominator and seek out what limiting belief is forcing me to continuously fail in my life. And a lot of these beliefs actually form during childhood and are related back with our parents and our relationships that we hold with our parents. I could talk about a whole, whole episode about actually how to unblock and uncover limiting beliefs because there's a whole, whole procedure that you need to follow. You know, it's not just talking positive. As I said, it's not just saying positive affirmations, but these things have actually created deep neural pathways within your brain and you actually need to rewrite and rewire your brain to get rid of these and change how you view the world and change yourself so you are not continuously self-sabotaging there. So if you do want to unblock your own limiting beliefs, I actually have my free guide where you can download yourself in the show notes. It is my signature six-step process where I walk you through exactly what I do and what I've helped many other women to do to actually unblock those limiting beliefs that are holding them back from their true success, from their true calling, their purpose, and so that they are able to take back control of their life and stop that negative cycle of self-sabotage. So you can find that in the show notes and actually download it and start your journey today. 
So now going back to the digital detox, you know, the thing that kind of started all this and got me thinking and got me, you know, reconnected with my limiting beliefs and actually taking action to know them more and know what they do and what they are because they say, you know, keep your enemies super, super close, right? If you know them well, you are able to remove them from your life and more importantly, your mind. But going back, you know, with digital detox, why it's so great, again, it gives you clarity, right? So I was able to, you know, adopt that clarity in my life, be more mindful and take the action steps that I wanted because with a digital detox comes kind of a dopamine detox in a way too. And what that does is, usually, you know, we're consuming so much dopamine in today's society. And that means that a lot of us prioritize short-term gratification over long-term benefits, which can be really harmful in the long run because we are actually, you know, ruining our health, our well-being, long-term relationships, all these things purely because we want that kick of dopamine. We want that excitement. We want newness. And um, we keep doing things that we know don't serve us. But not only do you get just general clarity, but I think it's important because you also gain clarity on your why. You know, when it comes to manifestation, the first thing is why are you doing what you are doing? Why are you living your life? Because ultimately you can practice all the techniques you want and embody the energy and all these things that people say that I teach as well. But at the end of the day, In order to just live a happy and fulfilled life and to manifest super quickly, you just need to be in alignment with your life. You know, are you living a life that is authentic and genuine to who you are today and who you want to be? Does it align with your bigger picture vision, with your goals and your future? If not, you are sending mixed messages to the universe. And so therefore, what you are broadcasting is confusing and muddled. And so when the universe is going to project back to you or mirror back to you what you're broadcasting out there, it is not going to come in coherently. And so therefore, often your manifestations are sabotaged. You start self-sabotaging. It is all a big mess and you are not clear with what you are calling in. So not only do you have to be clear and gain clarity, but you also need to make sure, you know, am I truly living a life aligned with my truest, deep, innate values? This is so, so important because if not, we are not living life at all, right? We are here on this earth to actually appreciate and to actually enjoy life and feel and express and to just experience what life has to offer. Why embody the essence of someone that we are not? Why live a life that isn't true to ourselves? That just creates massive problems. And that is actually where illness comes in, where limiting belief comes in, where you know you start to get mentally and physically ill. And I truly believe this is what caused Um, my illness as well. I was just so disconnected from who I was and who I wanted to be that in the end, I just didn't even know who I was or who I wanted to be. And so therefore, I 
I became so ill, forcing me to actually reconsider and revisit what are my values. And now in everything I do, I make sure that I question myself, my values, and making sure that I'm living in alignment and those synchronicities are continuously able to happen and the universe is listening to me and rewarding me for following that path, right? Because it's not always easy. It's not always logical. It's not always what people say is right or what is better or best for us, right? We don't do what people think. We do what we think we need to do. Not what we think we need to do, but what we feel we need to do. You know, put logic aside for a second. When it comes to manifestation, it is all about the knowing, the innate knowing that somewhere inside myself, in my gut and in my intuition, I am being called to walk down this path. And simply by ignoring this message and this call within yourself, you are disrespecting yourself and your spirit, right? As I said, we are here to experience life. And part of that is listening to ourselves. Not only is it important to listen to others, but it is so imperative that we actually listen to ourselves, our body, our mind, our spirit. What does that want? What is that calling us to do? Walk down that path and see where it takes you. Because often it doesn't make sense in the beginning. You know, why would we choose this path that is set out for us, which doesn't have a clear answer? It's a murky road, but our heart feels so connected to it. And that is where we have to go. Go where your heart leads you. And that leads me on to my next point, which is all about inspired action. So when we actually remove ourselves from distractions, we are able to make ourselves become more available to taking action and making the change that we want to see within ourselves, whether that is working on our limiting beliefs or working on an idea and bringing that idea to life. Inspired action is so important and is actually the way that I like to run my business. I never really sit down at my desk and plan to plan ideas. I don't say, okay, now I'm sitting at my desk. Let's churn out some ideas for the next few months or the next quarter. That is not how I work. I truly believe that inspiration and motivation, it's like a different energy force. And this energy force propels you and builds so much incredible momentum that when you are able to ride this, you are in full alignment. That is when synchronicity synchronicities happen. And that is the truest expression of your being and of your spirit. And so when you can learn to actually get into that state of flow and listen to yourself and take the action when that does appear and when that happens, you are going to get so much more done, be so much more motivated, actually utilize your energy efficiently. So as you know, we've all experienced that incredible state of flow when everything is just working right. And when time just flies, we are 
in the zone, 110%. And we can easily fall out of this zone by thinking too much, by stopping the momentum, by doing something else, by drawing our attention away. So we need to prioritize these flow states whenever possible. And so knowing that I can't predict or plan these states of flow, I make sure that when they do occur and when they do arise, that I'm making the most out of the opportunity right in front of me. So yes, I like to plan my week and plan my month and kind of block out my day and kind of plan what tasks that I want to complete in a specific day, but I also make room for ideas and inspiration and times of flow. So this week, I was able to really get back into flow after a week or two of not actually having much inspiration. But one night I just had an idea. I went with it. I journaled pages and pages and pages. The next day I woke up feeling incredibly motivated and I actually went and again wrote in my journal and outlined exactly the action plan or the action steps I'm going to take to make this happen. Having ideas is all good and well. It's amazing, right? Cultivating awareness for our ideas and for ourselves, actually understanding what is going on is the first step in change, but you need to implement the action before anything happens. Immobile. Many people are confused with the fact that they think manifestation is all about the woo, all about the energy, all about the intention. It's all in your head. And it is to some extent, but if you sit on the couch all day, if you're not actually doing anything to drive the needle, to take action, how are you going to get there? Or more importantly, who do you think is going to get there quicker? The person who is just focusing on the energetics or the person who's balancing both the energetics and both the inspired action. So whenever motivation hits or whenever I feel like I'm in in a state of flow, I make sure I get that opportunity and run with it straight away. And when you get into this habit, work doesn't feel like work anymore because you are constantly in a state of flow. Never deny flow, never deny ideas, motivation, inspiration, all these things, because these things are not generated. You cannot just generate a state of flow, inspiration. It happens in your life when you are just in the right time and place and energetically matched at this very moment. And that is when the synchronicities happen. That is when the magic happens. So in my business, I also like to focus on what's most important and what is going to serve me and actually drive the needle. A lot of people talk about the 80-20 rule, right? So 20% of what we do actually results in 80% of the output or 80% of the results that we see. So you need to really be focusing, honing in on that 20%. And this is the same for inspired action. What is calling out to you? What do you know is that 20% that you need to focus your energy on and really delve into that and just 
do it. The biggest thing when it comes to action is procrastination, right? We start to think and then we get paralyzed because we are completely stuck in this sense of overthinking and overwhelm and I don't know and all this stuff. And our mind just starts this internal monologue and we just feel so when you actually need to take the action manifestation is about taking action and being responsible for the results that you want to get in your life. No one else is there, you know, driving the car. You are the driver. So do whatever you need to get the results, to get to where you want to be. And I've had this so many times, right? You know, you have this idea and then you're like, no, I have to think about all the logistics. I have to think about X, Y, and Z, get it all sorted out, get it all planned, and then I'm ready to go. But by the time you've planned it, by the time you've done all this overthinking and preparation and behind the scenes work, that state of flow is gone now, right? Because you're just disconnected from your heart, disconnected from that amazing inspiration, spirit and intuition that is trying to communicate with you. But the thing is with action is like I said, when your heart is telling you something, when your intuition is trying to communicate a message, tap into that, listen to that and just do it straight away without thinking, just do it expectations only arise, all this overthinking only comes about when you don't take action, when you procrastinate. And when you procrastinate, you overthink more and then the cycle starts and goes and replays again and again and again. You need to get into the habit of just doing it and not worrying and not thinking about the logistics and stop thinking about the how Just get into it and start because thinking doesn't do you any good. And I get people all the time saying to me, oh, but this is going to take a long time, but I don't know how to do this. How do I do that? And it's like, well, you're not going to learn how just by purely sitting there and thinking. The only way you learn or the best way you learn is actually by doing and practicing and failing and getting up and doing it again and again and again. Like this podcast, I didn't hesitate when I started this podcast. I found the app I wanted to use. I started recording a test episode just for myself. I played around and I just did it. Or I could have sat there thinking for six months, planning out all the logistics. This is the program I'm going to use and the music that I'm going to add and the microphone and this and that equipment. And it's like that I just wasted six months. I could have had six months of podcast episodes, but instead in that scenario, I decided to wait six months to get prepared to, you know, be a perfectionist and make everything perfect. But imperfect action and imperfect results is always better than inaction or doing nothing at all or waiting to get the perfect result. Any work that you do towards your goal is still work towards your goal, even if it's imperfect, even if it's not how you want it to be. It is still working towards your goal. And you need to realize that action when it comes to your goal and listening to that thing inside of you that is telling you, do this, do this, and take that path that is always, always going to be better 
than just sitting back and ignoring the message within you, ignoring that sign that is telling you and pleading for you, just do it, even though you don't know how, right? You rarely know the how. You rarely know all the logistics. And that's the point. It's for you to explore and learn along the way. But just learning to actually take action and take advantage of that state of motivation is so, so powerful and is going to get you so many places. So for me in my business, I always have ideas all the time and I make sure that I'm always writing them down and fleshing them out and bringing them to life. I don't just sit and ponder for too long. And that's probably why also, you know, the five second rule is so popular. Count down from five and just do it. The waiting is the problem. Your brain doesn't actually have all these thoughts until you give it the time to think. So if you don't give yourself the time to think and just act, there is little to no doubt. You just do it. So those are the few things that I've been working on recently and my weekly update on how I have been going. So I'm really now focusing on, you know, getting into the flow and trusting myself and my intuition and just knowing, you know, focusing more on that gut feeling, you know, I want to have a soul led business. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's conversational episode and that you can tune back into my podcast next week for episode seven. I hope you all have a wonderful day and stay abundant.